All right. Ah, welcome everybody to another Angry Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, the Angry War Gamer, and we have the usual group today, both Drew and Orlando. So, up. <laughs> everybody tired today? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, I'm pretty powered up right now. I had a nice nap. I'm fucking energized. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a fucking Red Bull right now. Drink it like lifeblood. <laughs> oh, man. As far as, like, updates since, like, the last week, like, nothing really happened. Uh, I got some more equipment for the podcast. Got a new chair that's coming. Bought a new display case and some minis, and that's really about it. So, <laughs> I haven't done shit else. <laughs> what about you guys? <laughs> nah, just my normal work and bullshit like that. Um, filling out some of the uh, Commander Legends uh, rares that I don't have yet. It's just the cheaper shit right now. A lot of it's under a dollar because the Commander Legends sets went out pretty hard. And uh, the, the secondary market value is pretty low right now. Pretty sure once uh, we roll into Kaldheim and things start to... Uh, Moving on there, the prices will start going up a little bit. Managed to get boost? some of the old... what's up? Do you think do you think booster price uh box prices drop too, or are they still hanging pretty even? Uh for Commander Legends, I think they're still at the 120 pricing, but like the the box EV, the estimated value is definitely lower because there's only a few really expensive cards that are in there and there a lot of them are the reprints like uh vampiric tutor scroll rack um some of the more some of the more esoteric shit that hasn't been out in a while that hasn't had reprints are the reason why the prices probably are stable right now but like gotcha. most of the legend most of the legends except for like a handful are sub ten dollars the only ones that are really expensive are um like uh sakashima and uh the reprint for thrasios that's triton hero they're still both in the twenty upper twenties right, middle upper twenties right now. So, those those are probably the reason why they still managed to keep it because like Target's still selling the packs for six dollars, so it's two dollars more than the regular uh, standard packs. So I'm gonna imagine things are gonna stay pretty even, and then the box values are gonna start spiking a little after call time come out comes out. Fair enough. What else? <laughs> what else did you do? Like <laughs> now that I've interrupted you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, other than that, uh, still trying to get our Friday Night Magic group back together. I grabbed uh, I grabbed the untap.io app for my phone. I'm not liking the interface. I might just say screw it and just get the get a uh, get it on my uh, computer and just say fuck it that way. Um, but otherwise, not much gaming wise. I mean, I don't really have anything going on right now. I kind of chip away at the rpgs that i'm playing at little by little i haven't really gone too hard on those either um yeah I, i'm looking forward to maybe picking up something called manifold garden which is a physics puzzle game that's supposed to be really really beautiful for the switch i'll probably grab that for grab that either for christmas or something like that depending on what i end up getting um I'm getting a uh, from a thing from Channel Fireball, which is like this gift pack that comes with a shit ton of packs and some really cool uh, Grand Prix foil promos. 
and shit like that. It's and a, and a play mat and a box and sleeves. Like it's like a whole thing for Christmas from uh, my from my family. So other than that, I ain't got shit going on otherwise. How about you, Lando? Pretty much nothing at the moment. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a slow week, I think. <laughs> uh, it's a bit more exhausting for me, just that it's not really worth talking about. Oh, uh, fair enough. So, <clears throat> disclaimer now that we're going to get into the topic. I'm going to piss some people off tonight. And if you're getting pissed oh, off joy. at it, and if you're getting pissed off at it, you can go fuck yourself. Anyway. <laughs> So, viewer discretion is advised. Yeah, for sure. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start on the light topics, kind of breeze over some stuff, and then then get into the heavy shit, or do we want to start with the heavy shit and then breeze into the to the other stuff? No, no. I think we get the light shit out of the way first, and then we can go and really get to the meat and potatoes after, because that seems to be the best way to do it. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, kind of sticking with the we don't know what the or. I don't know what the fuck's going on with Yu-Gi-Oh. Some stuff did happen. <laughs> uh, the ban list that takes into effect March of 2021 dropped. Um, they added like two or three new cards, and then they dropped. Uh... Hold on. <laughs> they just, uh, let me see. I actually I linked the fucking shit in our chat. Uh, where'd it go? Motherfucker. Nope, that's the video about stabbing people to open them up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as far as I can see, they added Dragon Buster, Destruction Sword, Link Ross. And smoke grenade of the thief to forbidden. And wait, what? Wait. Oh my god! I thought that was gonna. Okay, that's uh. I <laughs> I didn't see that one come. I'm sorry. You don't understand. That card used to be really, really, really bad. Like it was a joke card. The smoke grenade. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know. Some something made it broken. I just don't know what it is. Oh, it, it's got to be a strategy. It can't be the like. Le- There's no way that it could be like legitimately good. At least not not yeah. by itself. No. So nothing got added to the limited list, but semi limited. The True King's Return got added to the or it used to be limited and moved to semi-limited. And then the cards that came off of the semi-limited and limited lists are Sir Melbreak, Melbranch of the Burning Abyss, Graph of the Burning Abyss. Uh, well, that, well, I bet the Burning Abyss players are going to be happy about that. Yeah. Evagishki, Mind Agus, ABC Dragon Buster, and totally awesome. Totally awesome is not spelled the way you think it is. It is T O A D A L L Y. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so, some, yeah, some stuff came off. Some stuff went on. Uh, general 
from some of the Yu-Gi-Oh players I follow on Twitter is they got some cards and they skipped a lot of cards. So I guess everyone's just going to try to see how the meta turns out. Well, we'll find out about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess you have... I guess these won't take into effect until... Oh. I take that back. These are effective as of the 15th. So as of Monday, these are effective. They'll be in effect on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. The next update... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the next update will be no earlier than March 1st. So March 1st, they'll put out another list. So, yep. There's that. Um... Eventually, I'm going to get into Yu-Gi-Oh! I keep saying it, but I swear to God, I'm eventually... I did buy some Pokemon cards. That's the other thing. I opened up the Marnie box, and um, I got Gardevoir, VMAX, Lucario V, the two that came with it, the Mor- uh, Pico and the uh, Pico and then, uh, what the fuck, Grimmsnarl. That came with it, and the playmat is. I didn't know it came with a playmat. The playmat is the fucking coolest thing of that box. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> At least for me, if I would have drawn a Charizard, it would be a different story. <laughs> so, uh, what else do we have? Uh, people pissed about Cyberpunk. Um, not playing on, not playing on the base systems very well. Um, it's kind of a back and forth. You have a lot of people saying cyberpunk is great. And then you have a lot of people finding the controversy to, to like, you can apparently beat up handicapped people. But as far as I know, Grand Theft Auto has been doing that for how many years now? <laughs> yeah. And notice how they haven't talked about it yet because they're in the bit process of making a new Grand Theft Auto, so if that happens there, that's when they're going to start talking shit. But never mind that. Let's talk about the fact that they're getting fucking pissed, pantsy, poured off, pissed about the fact that a rated M mature game has suicide depicted in there. Yeah. I I mean, this, what did people expect? (laughs) I mean, really, like, if anything about cyberpunk and you were that hype about cyberpunk what did you expect was going to happen like legit i expected to have like a super dark futuristic i'm talking um what's that movie fifth element style fucking game that's that's what i was thinking mad max but okay i haven't seen mad max yet i'll get there eventually one day Post-apocalyptic, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but Cyberpunk's not post-apocalyptic. Um, fifth Element I, isn't I either. Know. Fifth Element's more that um, sci-fi action type thing. I don't know. I think... I haven't, I haven't played it. I haven't picked it up. And um, by the people complaining about the graphics on the base PS4s, I'm probably not going to pick it up until I get something I can play it on. Um, but... The issue now is uh, there's a lot of people complaining about bugs in the game, and they kept pushing, 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 pushing the game, and it's still buggy. That kind of bothers me on some level, but I'm not enough for me to talk shit about a game that I haven't played yet. Um, you've got journalists coming out and doing reviews, completely skipping over sections of the game, 
it's like this this game is I don't know, man. CD Projekt Red is has gotten some shit and I couldn't even tell you why, because it's like shit from people that haven't completely reviewed games or from bad game reviewers. And the people who have legit issues with it are kind of like tossed to the side for more like social justice issues, which blows my mind. So I do have a friend that's playing it right now and he, he fucking loves the game, but he said he'll give me more of a detailed spin on things when he gets further into the game. And I'm supposed to do the same with ghost, which I haven't really started. I've just kind of downloaded the, the files after I put the game in. So CD project red still making news on cyberpunk and even putting it out a little bit early, still somehow fucked up their release. So, but to be fair, like, didn't we all say that the, this was supposed to be the game for the PS5 and the PS5 hardware should be the one playing it right now, ideally? So if you're playing it on a PS4, it's kind of your it's kind of your fault. <laughs> if that was going to be the case, they shouldn't have made a version for it. Well, remember, it was, remember when I told you, remember when we were talking about it, I want to say like a month ago where I said, um, I don't know if they're going to put out a version for the PS4, and then it turned out Valhalla, Cyberpunk, Miles Morales, and like something else were all getting put out for the PS4, as well as the PS5, before the whole scalping shit went down. And then it turned out, I found out later, like probably a week later, that uh, CD Projekt Red was going to be putting it on the PS4. But I thought originally the whole delay from no, or from like October to December was to you know, wait for the PS five release, but it makes sense because obviously they want people to play it and they didn't know how, how many people were going to be buying the new system. So. Oh, they also probably didn't put scalpers in their thought too. That too. Yeah. Which that's getting insane right now. Uh, I just read that I read an article or watched a video on it in the UK. They are canceling orders mass orders of ps5s there's a discord with people combining their money and then to scalp like off of bots and then they're reselling and collecting a, like a portion of the money type thing but you have to pay into these servers to get into them and the scalpers have more inventory than stores do right now holy shit yeah so every time a store drops one they're just increasing the inventory of the scalpers at this point. You know, this sets a bad precedent, in my opinion, because if if Sony and Microsoft see that people are willing to pay $1,200 for a fucking system, they'll start jacking their prices up higher. So that $500 we were complaining about, what, like two months ago, means bullshit to, like, means nothing to them now because it, they're going to just raise their prices. Like, and it'll be 700. Yep. Maybe, maybe they'll just go straight to the thousand mark on the next. We got people here spying off of scalpers for $1,300 a piece. You should be happy that we're selling it only at a grand. Dude, That's dude the, uh, the fucking, aside from the fucking uh, pricing, I'm concerned with, the, with what you were talking about before. Dude, in the UK, their collected inventory for the scalpers said they were near 3,000 units across the board for all the scalpers that they own. That's fucking insanity. 
So you might not even be able to get one come June. or If they keep dropping them in small amounts, you'll never get one. No, they're never going to. And I think what's going to end up having to happen is, is they're going to have to piss people off in either really, really restrict down and prevent people from getting more than one unit at a time, which would be really, really fucking painful for a lot of people. Or, or they're going to need to put out, like, flood the market as hard as humanly possible, which is nearly impossible with all the fucking bots. You're going to lose money on that, though, because then you overmake models because not everyone's going to buy one. So you're, you're going to overproduce models and you're going to end up losing money because stock's sitting on a shelf. That's what that's going to cause. But I think their other option, the other real option, and this is to make sure that everybody gets one, is direct sales to customer and skip the distribution. Sony, Sony, I think, can handle direct sales to consumers. Like You just literally buy it off their website, done, they ship you one, you got it now. The problem with that is, is the bots can still go through direct sale. You're not, they would have to, they would, they themselves would have to curate their, uh, their, their buying or, or their selling at that point. And I don't think they have the manpower to be able to effectively back that up. That's my problem. Then in person, in person, direct, the, I, then the way you do it is direct, uh, direct pre order in person limit one. Maybe. What do you think, Orlando? issue that i have is not even with with the because let's let's even say that uh that those issues are resolved let's say those issues are resolved the one issue you can't avoid are the patience of the people no one's going to want to wait for a console with about a week or two when they can pick it up on the same day yeah, I I still think direct sales, direct pre-order in person. That way, everybody knows what they're. So even if the okay, say you still oversell, then you have a queue system where you have a list. The first person in the line gets the one, and then you go down the list, and it just goes by. It, stores need to be need to be holding people accountable. Is what it's going to come down to, and you know they're not because they're literally just trying to make a profit in a time where everyone's struggling to make a profit but to be fair these are big box stores that stayed open the entire pandemic so i mean do you just pick what like exclusive sell sellers or do you try to hold the companies accountable for the scalp the scalper issue or just just sony just not give a shit and then fuck it the ps4 goes for another two years because <laughs> eventually people are going to get sick of holding on to stuff and that price is going to drop the problem is, is that people are just frantically buying and it's it becomes the, the fucking middle class people that have the money that want to make some big splash for their fucking kids or professional streamers or people with the income that are getting these that are paying that twelve hundred dollars. I you will never see me with one until these prices drop back to normal. Just plain and simple. Which is completely reasonable because. All right. Anybody who's aware of how uh, how a trend works or how a sale selling trend works, there's always a uh, a curve that um, happens with these kind of things. You have the you, you on both ends. You have one end, which is the early adopters, and then on the very other tail end, you have the uh, the people who are 
buying in just before an a, a intellectual property or a product uh, falls out of vogue. Um, right now, we're in the early adopter phase, and in a lot of cases, we've said it multiple times on the podcast, you really do need to be aware of bugs and hardware issues that are popping up with newer products. And I'm still st- I'm still keeping my projection of not until late spring, early summer, is anybody going to have any consistency with getting these systems that, that wouldn't be spending money into a scalping uh, Ponzi scheme. That's it's just that, yeah. that's just the nature of things right now. And to be fair, as as you said, unless you're a streamer or you have fucking disposable income to spare, you're not buying a PS5. They're still making PS4 ports of things up until 2021. And honestly, they're probably not going to have a choice if people don't have access to the fucking systems and they're just sitting in someone's basement. I think I think they stop supporting the PS4 physically by like august next year i still think by august there'll still be ps4 games printed in double if not an overlap for a whole year because oh i i agree yeah so i mean that over i think i think that's usually how it goes right when the new i mean obviously not with nintendo but with the playstation the xboxes there's usually like a year where they'll still be printing, I mean, not as mass quantity, but they'll still be printing physical copies of both systems for at least that first year. Honestly, you could even, you could even technically lump Nintendo in with those groups because they still do, I, I call it a float period. The float yeah. period between two generations, there's usually crossover for a decent amount of time. And I mean, obviously, if you don't want to count the Wii U into the Switch, you can't, you don't have to because it's essentially the same t- kind of technical hardware but yeah. and, and if you t- depending on who you talk to a lot of those were just basic straight ports but well, they they did uh, release breath of the wild on the wii u i remember that first came out yeah the day the breath yeah it was more on the uh that was the last thing they released for the, the official the last official game they released for the console and not to mention it was being under development very early in the wii u's uh lifespan so right. it's not necessarily the same situation. Also true. Because it was literally the I think I'm almost positive it was the only game that got double. I believe yes. the slope period across the board for uh for new for old to new consoles is about a year to a year and a half, depending on the the, the saturation of the of the console. Because I know there was uh um I know uh pers- the persona 5 ended up coming out on the ps3 and i think that came out uh the ps4 it was the ps4 was already out for about a year before persona 5 came out so there were there was overlap there and i mean like you said let's not include nintendo but just dance had a wii release for fucking 2019 so <laughs> i mean what are you gonna fucking say yeah also true well because you didn't have the you i mean you did have motion no were there motion? There was mo- some motion control, but I didn't think they did. They put out wands for the Wii U. I don't think they did. No, they made they, them they upgraded from the Wii. Everything, nothing, but nothing. Um, nothing that was absolute. There was no software that was absolutely necessary to have aside from the third part titles. Yeah, I think they had. I mean, Mario Kart has always had it, but I think the, it was just a controller motion, wasn't it? It's, and it's just like the left yeah. and right wheel turning. <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm looking at like I'm thinking about my Wii U games, and I'm like, I don't think there's anything that really had motion control. None of it. Huh. Well, nothing. Uh, um, Twilight Princess, the Wind Waker, they technically do have limited motion controls. They hit, um, but they're not necessarily mandatory for their games. It's completely optional. Yeah, didn't didn't they utilize the mic and the pad for Twilight Princess? <clears throat> I think they utilized the mic and the pad, didn't they? Because you could it was it you could blow to blow out candles and stuff into the yes. mic on the pad. Or am I thinking of a different game? Oh, you're correct. Then there's Mario Party 10 that does have motion controls that are semi-required. For some of the mini games, most of the players do require a Wii Mote and Nunchuck to actually play the game. But the fuck plays Mario Party 10? Oh, yeah, that's right. You can still use the Nunchucks on the Wii U. That's how they got around it. That's right. They have their own upgraded versions for the Wii U. Uh, it's just that it was the like- majority of party titles don't require yeah they sold the upgrade didn't they wasn't it like a little thing that to the bottom of the remote you're talking about the wii motion plus and no the wii u's pro we use uh wii u motes don't already have those built in gotcha fair enough all right um do you want to go to the like the next two topics are going to be huge. So, um, the video game awards happened. Uh, was it Thursday? Oh, there we go with the date again. Fucking the date up. It is Saturday, December twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. What the fuck? December twelfth. Holy oh. shit! Saturday, December twelfth. It's my son's birthday tomorrow. I don't know how I fucked that up. <laughs> Yeah, so Saturday, December 12th. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Video Games Awards were on Thursday. I actually watched them after I said I wasn't going to watch them, but I got a notification and then I got sucked in and I was just as disappointed as um, I thought I was going to be. But let's go over some highlights here. Um, Oh, shit. I kind of went through and just listed off a bunch of games um, that I thought looked cool or the the announcements and some like weird shit that was going on. Uh, so first things first, uh, Near Replicant was like the first premiere I got into. I might have missed a little bit. This was kind of a still in the pre-show. Um, Near Replicant is Square Enix. It looks very Final Fantasy like. And I'm kind of excited for it because I just love JRPGs. That's kind of my thing. And I like playing that solo style game. Um, what else happened? He's going to get hurt with the idea that it's not an RPG. Eh, maybe. I, I liked, uh, what's it called? Um, God, I can't think of the name. Golden Speaking Age of Torna. What what was the name of the game? Uh, 
dude, it's like it was the second game that came out on the Switch. It was Breath of the Wild and then um, not Chrono Trigger. Help me out here. <laughs> it starts with a C. <laughs> Golden Age of Torna is in it. They just released another definitive edition. Shulk was in the title. It was in the old game. That would be with an X, not with Nothing. a C. Xenoblade. Yes. X. God, Chronicles. Chronicles is what I was looking for. Xenoblade Chronicles. If it plays like Xenoblade Chronicles, I'll be fine. I love Xenoblade Chronicles. And I don't know why I couldn't remember the fucking name. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I fucked that up. Um, Last of Us. Okay, so the big thing with what was going on at the Game Awards is Last of Us 2 was rumored to be like taking a full-on sweep of like everything. They kind of fucking did. And I'm pissed about it because some of the games they put it up against, the only other game that they put it up against that should have won, in my opinion, is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yes, I have not played it yet, but reviews and everything, there is like no controversy that came out of Ghost. That game scored so high on everybody's charts. The story was cool. The music was cool. like it, it's what got me to buy the game. Where Last of Us 2 was entangled in some SJW weird crap. And from what my son tells me, the first game, the story was really, really good. And Last of Us 2 could be good. But there was some political push there that Last of Us 2 was going to win everything. So some of the stuff I was mad about was Ghost of Tsushima did not win... um, like some blatantly cool stuff like the music. It didn't win music. It lost to uh, Last of Us 2. Um, it did win, I think it was the Reddit poll. There was a poll where the viewer poll where they voted and Ghost blew Last of Us 2 out of the water. They, uh, Perfect Dark is coming. They're, I think it's not Perfect Dark Zero. It's called Perfect Dark, and they're re-releasing that game. Back for Blood. Yeah, that's the one. No, that's what I'm calling bullshit. I like Perfect Dark. Should not be coming back. They already fucked it up with Zero. I don't expect them to improve. I don't know, man. These graphics look... They, the trailer looked fucking phenomenal. Um, it, I was pretty hype about it. I'm not going to lie. I, I, the Perfect Dark title didn't even... like. I was like, this looks cool. And... um. I originally thought it was going to be like a Metroid type thing and it ended up being perfect dark. And I was like, all right, I can get down with this. Uh, Back for Blood is another game that I thought was pretty cool. It's, it's, it's so it's made by the developers of Left 4 Dead. Um, they made the zombies better and apparently zombie games are coming back thanks to Call of Duty. So there's that. Uh, no Man's Sky beat Fortnite in, I think, multiplayer game which I thought was weird because I don't know anybody that's talking about No Man's Sky. Um, I mean, to be the fair, time they actually... Have... Go ahead, Orlando. Oh, no, by all means, you go first. Okay. Um, no Man's <laughs> Sky actually got, got several improvements since its launch, and a lot of people are saying it's, it's been a good quality game since the updates. I don't know if it's anywhere near the fucking pie in the sky shit that they had when they were first envisioning it and telling people a whole bunch of bullshit, but I'm hearing it's a functional game now. 
Yeah, I think it's getting the same treatment in Fallout 76's. Fallout 76 had a bad launch, kind of like No Man's Sky did, and they had an update, and no one's kind of gone back to it. So, um, Callisto? Fallout 76. It had a bad launch. It had a bad first year. It had a bad second year. And it had a bad third year. Nobody talks about it even after its supposed huge update. It's probably why. Yeah. After four years, you're not getting anybody to talk about that shit. Well, I mean, it's got a it's got a fan base, um, and the fan base is keeping it alive. So maybe the video games awards are kind of going to push people into playing it now, or at least to give it a second look. <laughs> so uh, next on the list, the Dead Space developer is developing another game called Callisto, and that looked pretty fucking cool. Um, like. It's like it's like Dead Space, but it's another title. Um, I don't know what they're what they what's the difference between the two games is, or if it's a a sequel to it. I just know that the Callisto trailer looked pretty fucking cool. It looked very you travel, you can get around the worlds. I don't know. It just looked good. Um, Endless Dungeons, I thought looked kind of cool. It has that very like retro-y feel to it. Um, I don't know. It looked it looked interesting. The big this is this next one is kind of I'm waiting for it. It's not supposed to release till 2022. It's Crimson Desert from a new developer in South Korea. It's like in my opinion, it, it looks like Assassin's Creed meets God of War meets like Breath of the Wild. It looks like it's going to be a huge, huge game. So, yeah. And I'm looking for... I'm glad a new developer is jumping in South Korea <laughs> to, to boot. <laughs> An international developer. So, that looked cool. Uh, Seasons had a very cool art style. It's about... a place that only has one season and it looks kind of like RPG collector style, but the art looked really cool in it. So I don't know if you guys saw that or looked into it. Um, this one kind of kind of blew me away. Vin Diesel in Ark. <laughs> the Ark survival game. Uh, what? <laughs> I still can't get over a free-to-play mobile game being sold for $20 on a console, and now they're going to put Vin Diesel into it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> if Diablo Eternal could do it, so could they. I mean, I guess. The trailer literally had, like, it looked like a bad graphic version of Vin Diesel, but you can still tell it was Vin Diesel and just running from dinosaurs and you're like, oh, this looks kind of... I thought it was... When I first saw it, they don't show you Vin Diesel right away. It looked like... Um, I thought it was going to be another uh, Sas- uh, Sasuna game or a Hellblade uh, a Hellblade game. 
And I was like, that'd be pretty dope. And then I saw Vin Diesel and I'm like, okay, it's not that. And then I saw the dinosaurs and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this? And then I saw Ark. And I was like, dinosaurs? I was like, no, no. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ark. You just need to go back to your mobile crap game. Uh, Outriders looked cool. Uh, Among Us won. Oh, no, Among Us won best multiplayer. Um, which I thought was <laughs> really weird. <laughs> and here's... I think it. I think they've earned it. Especially since they were a game... It, the thing is, it's a popular game this year, but it was made back in 2018. It just didn't catch yeah. John until this year. So I think Among Us actually well- won a couple awards. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think they deserved it, but Among Us won. Two, two different awards, and they announced now a third map for their game that's coming out. I haven't played it yet. I, I don't have friends that I want to play with. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, well, no, I just think it's a dumb game, and then I got to force my way to lie to you. I'm like, <laughs> why can't I just go around just stabbing people? <laughs> I mean, it's not a point. I mean, we're all, gonna, we're all pretty shit liars. So we'd probably get caught pretty easy. Yeah. Like, it was you, clown. Uh, No, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, The the big thing, the big game, one of the big things, there's like three big things here. The Evil Dead game that's coming out. I'm so excited because it looks like a Left 4 Dead zombie style. But it has Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's involved in That's it, awesome. and I'm like, yeah, and you I'm get to play as Ash, dude. I, I I'm waiting for that one. I'm pretty hyped for that one. And then, and then, now we're gonna get to Nintendo, and I'm gonna do this a little bit out of order here. But Nintendo announced a new fighter, uh, a third third fighter in the season pass. Yeah, in the fighter two pass. It's going to be Sephiroth from Final Fantasy. When I saw it, I was like, no, but it's Sephiroth. I got to be excited. <laughs> Your guys take nothing, nothing. Well, Drew, you had the uh, apparent shock factor. What do you think? Um, For me, it felt like... A, a, a weird include because most people were assuming they were going to go Tifa because they had it would be a nice change of pace to have a fucking brawler instead of a goddamn another sword user. But at the end of the day, it's still a cool include and it's great fan service. So there's no real inherent downside other than the uh, the, the lack of everyone's favorite girl. So I do want to point out though. That all the fucking free melee people and all the people boycott Nintendo are making hype videos for Sephiroth. So which is it? Are you not going to play their shit anymore, or shit because you still need to get paid? I don't know. Stop! Stop! Be excited for next product. I, I shit you not. And this, the, I, oh man, we'll get to that in a second. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
The other cool thing is Cap, Capcom Arcade is coming to the Switch. We're releasing a lot of the old Capcom Arcade games, which I'm fucking hyped for. Dude, like, last time they did that, they did it with the beat, the Capcom Beat-Em-Up, and now there's going to be the arcade one. I don't know what our titles are going to be in it, but I anything that I can play for free or low cost that has a library of games, I'm fucking down for. So... That's now, I don't know how that's look at how that works because I was looking at the uh, the video for that one. It's supposed to be a free to download. I don't know how, what they're gonna do. I think you have to buy different uh, arcade packages for the actual uh, application. Oh, yeah. Okay, here that it goes. last time a PS3 version. Uh, it's coming February 2021. Obviously, Street Fighter Tool, Street Fighter Two, Ghosts and Ghouls, nineteen forty three. What else is in here? Obviously, Street Fighter. Street Fighter has to be in that. There's multiple Street Fighters. I believe they have three different versions, but it's not included. Yeah, the you original. Have, they probably have Hyper. They probably have a, a Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, that sounds about right. It doesn't look like you have to buy a pass. Oh, you can purchase. Okay, hold on. Um, start off with a free copy of 1943, The Battle of Midway. Add to your collection a Ghost and Goblins standalone add-on or with any other three-game packs. Okay, so you can buy three-game packs. Yeah. Each game, each game bundle contains 10 classic games dedicated to an era of arcade goodness. From the 1980s classic like Bionic Commando to iconic 90s games like Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and more. You can purchase each separately or buy all three packs and the Ghosts and Goblins standalone add-on at once or all in one bundle. So it doesn't have a price on it. No, because the initial download's free. You have to pay oh, for the... Oh, and then you pay it, for the bundles. It, it, it's microtransactions in the, in the in the application. They had a yeah. uh, similar thing. They had a similar thing when the Switch came out, where you could buy, or they had a pinball uh, or a pinball application. You could buy different pinball machines. Yeah, I downloaded that and then I immediately deleted it after I did it because I had, there was microtransactions. So, but this I think is a little bit more cool because it looks like you can just pick your bundle. I I think that's cool. Um, and then I guess it just depends on how much they're ch- they're selling the bundles for. If it's too expensive on on the outset, I just I, I couldn't justify it. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. I'll keep everybody up because it's definitely I'm that's definitely something I'd be interested in picking up anyway. Um, and then and then the big one, the Ghosts and Goblins remake. This is cool. This is cool. <laughs> so if you didn't like the original Ghost, I have the original on my Nintendo system and I have it on uh, one of those emulator systems. I think the remake of Ghost of Goblins. What? Ever Battle Princess Madeline? No, I don't remember that one. It's a game that's inspired by Ghost and Goblins. Uh, The developer made it, I believe it was for his granddaughter. Right, Drew? Am I getting that right? No, his daughter. But it's a really good fucking game, man. 
it, yeah, no, it's I'm just actually, like yeah, I'm actually hyped for a remake because updated graphics on an old school game. I think, I think this just needs to happen with everything. <laughs> In my opinion, <laughs> but they technically already made an upgraded version for the PSP for for uh, that that franchise, if I recall. Yeah, I, I don't own a PSP. In fact, I don't know anybody that owns a PSP. I, I take that back. Yeah, my do. son, my son has a PSP, and I don't know how he got it. So. Because I didn't buy it for him. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I have a PSP as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. I it's not tell you where it is. There you go. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Nobody knows they have one. <laughs> uh, okay, what else is here? Evil West. Scarlet Nexus, which is made by Bandai Namco. Um, and then the League of Legends RPG, it's a single player RPG called Ruined King and a new Mass Effect game. And then remember, I don't know anybody who listens to the podcast, if you guys remember us talking about um, the mental health stuff with board games and stuff, but it looks like there's a doctor. They ran an ad for it over the game, the video games awards, where they're trying to do prescription video games for kids with ADD or ADHD. And I think that's cool. It's obviously the, I think they're developing these games and they're not just picking random games, but I think they're going to be very puzzle heavy, use your brain style games, which if anybody remembers with the um, Nintendo DS systems, the brain age and something else where like every old person had that game. So I think it's going to be games like that, which were kind of fun. Um, so that was cool. Um, what's the other news? Oh, the, the Funimation Crunchyroll news. Oh, anime fans everywhere. You know, yeah. have plenty of fear because unfortunately Sony has acquired Crunchyroll. So now they own both largest in the West, they now own the largest anime streaming service in the country, as no, in the uh, in the West as well. If that isn't a fucking monopoly, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think PlayStation either PlayStation partnered partnered with or bought Crunchyroll. It might have been Sony actually. Oh, they straight up bought it. Yeah, and I was waiting for for it to come to the PlayStation Store so I can buy the app and watch Crunchyroll before I subscribe to it because I fucking hate watching shit on my laptop or my phone for that matter. Um, even though you can cast a lot of this stuff, but still, I don't know. I think it's I don't I think it's a good thing because it adds the Funimation library to Crunchyroll, maybe, or do they already have it? No, it's not even whether they will or not, because for all we know, they may keep up separate anyway. But even if they did, that is a huge problem when Funimation, its app in particular, is absolute garbage. Oh. <laughs> so it's better for Funimation mm. then, is what you're saying. No one knows. No one knows for sure. Not to mention Funimation is directly responsible with, for uh, 
taking the context and scripts of uh of the original subs and then changing it up for the worst. Essentially, they've become the four kids of the localization studios. Jesus. Well, uh, with the whole fucking Dragon Ball Z controversy, Funimation just, I don't fucking know what's going on. They're firing people, rehiring people, recasting people. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Funimation anymore. out of their fucking minds and people are starting to realize it dude the most recent person uh i don't know if i should mention his name but uh he was caught texting a minor sending him sending that person dick pics was it oh, and the fuck, evidence was, was it so chris thurman yeah but uh who did he voice was it vegeta no I don't know who he voiced. Fuck. I literally and, just and read about that. Was Chris, was Chris Sabat. And as far as I know, he's That's still voicing the character. Chris Thurman. What did you voice act? He had an eight-year career at Funimation. So he's probably done a lot of shit. Maybe. Uh, yeah. He has definitely done a lot of shit. Um, maybe I should look up his IMDb. Ooh, oh, uh. <laughs> okay. This <laughs> I don't usually make fun of people, but what the fuck is that picture that I just saw? <laughs> what the fuck? I guess as good as mine. This motherfucker ugly as shit. Hold on. <laughs> Oh my god, this better be him because I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> send, to me, send a photo to me and uh, I'll, I can confirm for you. Hold on, where'd it go? This has to be a joke. Someone had to hold on. Well, now I'm even more intrigued. What the fuck, man? I'm trying to get it. Hold on, the fucking page just like flipped out on me. Oh, come on. Stop loading. Here we go. This can't be him. There's no way. All right, come on. Save the image. I need to share this image. Okay. Where are we at? All right, I'm putting it into the... (laughs) Ah, fuck. How do I add stuff to this? Here we go. Everything's working slow as fuck. As usual. All right. This cannot be him. All right. He's in the chat. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. That's definitely him. That's him? No. Yep. Definitely. He's cut his hair. He doesn't have that long hair anymore. That is definitely him. This motherfucker looks like a picture straight from the sex offender registry. Like, you, <laughs> the f- <laughs> you might as well be now. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you might as well be now. Okay, <laughs> so he's done a lot. 
he has 85 acting credits, a certain scientific railgun, ID in- invaded, cautious hero. The hero is overpowered but overly cautious. Stars align, no guns life, Kono Oto Tamori. Uh, Kimono Michi, Rise Up. You know a girl who chants love at the bound of this world. Uh, dude, these fucking titles are weird. Demon Lord, Retry, Black Clover, Copcraft, Midnight Occult, Attack on Titan. He's just, it looks like he's just a a voice actor of like extras. That's the basic way. He has all these, but they're all like soldier, shopkeeper, boy. Yeah. (laughs) He's like like an extra voice actor. Did you see the picture? Oh my God. What the fuck? Is that what you're laughing at right now? Is the picture? Uh, why? <laughs> I thought it was a joke, dude. He has like a like. It looks like someone took one of those filters and smushed his face to his chin, and then extended his forehead. <laughs> he, has, he has a goddamn five head, dude. That's like no, that's like six arm head. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> oh, my God. And then when you tell me casting underage girls, like, I just believe it by looking at this picture now. Like, even if it's not true, <laughs> I, I fucking believe it. I don't blame uh, you, but... Oh, it's legit. It's legit. was uh, apparently sending dick pics to all sorts of people, including minors. And he was apparently very proud of it until they posted it online and showed all the proof. And he will, and he admit, he openly admitted it. Uh, also claiming that he was quote unquote at a dark place at a dark time. Didn't know what he was doing. But apparently he's been fired. I feel like this guy turns sideways and he looks like one of those no, no, no. You know what he looks like? He looks like the fucking, um, what the fuck? The beluga whales. The ones with the giant fucking, like, sonar heads. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even take this serious right now. That's really him, though? Like, fuck. Yes, it is. It really is, man. Uh... <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, speaking of pedophiles, the trapped the trapped official Twitter page. What the fuck was that about? Okay, so this was if you haven't been keeping up with uh with some of British case law, there was a woman who was 25 years old. She was a teacher, and she raped her 15 year old student. Right, I got that part. That's that teacher got acquitted for everything. Yeah, that and, would never fly in the United States because in the United States, it just happened like what, like two years ago, and she ended up going to prison. Not for very long, but she went to prison. Not enough if it didn't go for very long. Anywho, yeah. I, anywho, I, for, um, for apparently, to think 
Go ahead. Finish it. Finish it. Whoever, whoever is writing for Trap, because it could be someone representing them. It could be someone uh, – it could be any of them. It could be all in unison. All I'm saying, whoever was writing from Trapped probably should get fired because they were, we're talking, talking about, about – We're talking about Trapped. We're talking about Trapped, the metal band, for anybody that doesn't understand. It's yes, the metal is uh, musicians. Metal is inaccurate, if you ask. Even go more towards alternative rock, if not hard rock. At okay, best. fair enough. Now they're inconsequential. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho they, they started making comments how it's not pedophilia if it's a, an adult woman and a minor guy. And that ended up starting a shit show. Because they yeah, like they, he, he, they believe a, that sex between an adult man and a minor girl is horrible. It should be condemned. But apparently the other way around, you should be it, – it, it, it's like them in that episode of it's – like, it's like the police in that episode of South Park. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think the reverse is true because what happens – not the reverse. The, the reverse should be true where it is true where it doesn't matter. An older person sleeping with a younger person is – it's rape. It's not good. It's fucking pedophilia. And yes, it should I be agree. treated – And most people agree with you. Right. They didn't see it that way though. <laughs> No, and the, and the, the thing that bothered me sounds more and more. <laughs> right. That was dude, I went through their Twitter and I was like, dude, they've doubled, tripled, quadrupled. They basically want to tell people it's okay to be a pedophile. I was like, what the dude, fuck I, am I, I reading was, right now? I made the question because I had to ask. Like, these guys were at the peak of their popularity when we were teens. Were they fucking picking up underage girls? Oh, I wouldn't put that past them at all. Yeah, now you would I think yes. <laughs> if they're fighting this hard to defend the idea of pedophilia, at least in one part of it, it leads me to wonder, what the hell were you guys doing? Oh, such, such scumbags. At this point, I wonder if they'll let Seven head into their band now. I would have uh, yeah. idea. God, that's such fucking bullshit. It was all happening in real time. And I'm like, you guys couldn't possibly be this stupid. No, and I dude, they left the tweets up. Like I could not believe it. I was like, holy shit, they actually believe that this isn't a I was like, oh my god. Well, that's one band I'm never listening to again. I don't give Fuck what they put out. <laughs> That's fair. Also left. I also wrote this as a joke. Kind of puts a dark twist on the song. No apologies, don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, because it talks. It talks about how love is the way you want it to be. Oh, yeah. That's part of lyrics. <laughs> Not anymore. Saying. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. All right. Let's see. Shall, shall we deep dive into the topic that's going to piss off a lot of people? 
And let's start off with people, but all right. Well, the pedophile thing should piss off everybody. And anybody listening to the show, if you fucking like little children, get the fuck away from me because I will fucking beat the living crap out of you. And get in line, motherfucker. There's a bunch of people here <laughs> on this podcast. All three of us who would take apart anybody like that. Yeah, for real. And I swear to God, if a fucking teacher touched one of my both boys, I would fucking give them. Oh, I'd rip them. I would quarter them. I would tie them to horses and enjoy that. And then I would throw their head on a pike and put it in front of the goddamn school. Like, this is how you know you fucked up. Like some Vlad the Impaler bullshit. And I don't give a fuck who you are. I will go to prison for that shit. I think we all would. Anyway. And we would be like, we'd be sneaking you shit in every fucking day. Like, Hell yeah. Here you go, champ. You earned it. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Oh, my God. All right. So let's start at the... I guess this is how I want to start this section. I want this to be the last time we talk about any bullshit Nintendo does. Mind you, I if it's something serious, we will cover it. If it's something that they've already patterned uh, other than like a fucking five minute, this is what happened, bullshit, this is where we're going to go. This started with the whole free melee thing. It built up, built up, built up. Hungrybox put out a video saying, um, you know, Nintendo should sit down with the community. Nintendo should sit down with all the top level players and they need to talk about things and, you know, they owe it to the community. Where I responded on Twitter, Nintendo doesn't owe you anything. Period. And um, it's gotten a lot of, uh, it's gotten a lot of likes and it's gotten, you know, some hate to it. You know, I had fucking, what's his name? I know I put it in here. <sighs> Sexmaster29682567. Loser alert. <laughs> kind of hate. Um, but yeah, you know what? Um, I put it out. I said Nintendo and doesn't owe you anything. Hashtag fuck Melee. And Melee at this point is ruining things for everybody else. And it's literally spreading Nintendo out like the fucking bad child telling a parent, um, no, I'm not going to do this. And the parent literally just fucking one by one, destroying all of their consoles and everything they love, taking the door off the hinges and being a toxic parent. And it's because of the backlash. Now, Nintendo is getting a ton of backlash, but at the same time, these assholes are putting hype videos and saying boycott Nintendo, but let's put out these these hype videos for the new Smash character that came out because they've made a living off of Smash Brothers. They've made a living, and they're making a living off of playing Nintendo games. So don't don't fucking don't 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 expect anything from Nintendo. Nintendo owes You've made a career on one franchise. You've made that career doing the doing illegal shit to continue making money on this. You are part of the problem. You're causing more problems. Just shut the fuck up and sit down. You don't like it? Find a new career at this point. And that that's my opinion on this and that's where I'm staying. So, this is what started this. Now, what I want to do is I want to talk about 
Nintendo's pattern, kind of where it started, and I have a whole timeline of shit going down. And we'll give more explanation into a lot of shit. So this melee shit, this taking down of ROMs, this isn't new. This is not new for them. And now that I'm talking about it, I know I missed uh, something in the timeline. Um, But we've kind of talked about it before. So back in 2013, Nintendo started their crusade on YouTube streams of games. They went in, they started striking, copyright striking all the streamers, all the, the video games, all the music. In 2014 is when the Wii U, they realized they screwed up. So in 2014, the president at the time, Iwata, was taking a 50% pay cut as well as the top CEOs were taking 40, 30% pay cuts to make sure that the employees were still getting paid and the company could run. That was 2014. In 2015, Nintendo launched, this is in the same year, Nintendo removes all of the IP uh, cool ROM with a cease and desist and starts the Nintendo Creator Program. So if you knew what the Nintendo Creator Program is, is it allowed you to use the IP, but you had to be family friendly and there was like a strict list of rules that you had to apply, uh, abide by for Nintendo to be part of the creator program to monetize their videos, basically. Monetize their games, or monetize your videos of their games. It was, the program itself got a lot of backlash at the time. And it, it still kind of had a lot of backlash, but people learned to live with it. I joined the creator program. I didn't even get to a point where I could monetize videos. on. I, I think I maybe put out two videos um, of just streaming Twilight Princess at some point. I didn't even like and playing Pokemon, Pokemon tournament. That's it. I'm not a streamer. I don't really do video game gameplays. Um, eh. To me, it didn't affect me, but I did it so I could at some point do it. It was easy to get in the program, but the program was just. Just giant shit show. That was 2015. At the end of 2015, they launched that program. In 2016, Nintendo started DCMA striking their music on all platforms. In 2017, ROM sites started taking down uh, ROMs, uh, Nintendo properties, to avoid lawsuits from these companies. Nintendo, in 2018 started suing companies or started suing some of these ROM companies. And the big one was ROM universe. So they filed, Oh, this is wait, wait, wait. They filed it in 2019. might've been 2018. Hold on. Let me look into this. I have an article from Polygon from back then. Uh, Okay. It looks like 2019. So, in 2018, where am I? 2018 slash 2019, they started copyright strikes. And at the end of 2018, they stopped the Nintendo Creator Program. So as they stopped the program, they started striking people again. 
And this is where the lawsuit comes in now. So this is this happened. This article is on Polygon. Nintendo files multi-million dollar lawsuit against ROM website. Uh, this article was posted on September 11th, 2019. Nintendo of America has filed a lawsuit on September 10th against the owner of ROM website, ROM Universe. The company is seeking damages in the amount of $150,000 each for each copyright infringement, up to $2 million for each trademark infringement. Nintendo says that the pirated games display counterfeit copies of Nintendo's trademarks when the games are played, as well as infringed infringing the copyright of the works themselves. Rob Universe reportedly offers memberships to its site priced at $30 a year. The membership allows users to download an unlimited number of pirated games referred to as ROMs with higher speeds uh, than non-members. Nintendo alleges, uh, Nintendo alleges. The company says in the lawsuit that ROM Universe is among the most visited and for pirated Nintendo video games with nearly 300,000 downloads for the offered Nintendo Switch games and more than 500,000 downloads for the Nintendo 3DS games. The ROM site appears, uh, appears to list both new and old Nintendo games, as well as movies and books. A ROM Universe representative declined to speak with Polygon. Nintendo has not responded to Polygon's inquiry uh, by publication time. Nintendo appears to be cracking down on piracy worldwide, this week Nintendo won a that will require five internet service providers, Sky, BT, EE, TalkTalk, and Virgin Mobile, to block or impede access to four different websites that offer Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch games or information pertaining to the action. The decision will help protect the UK games industry and more than 1,800 developers worldwide that games Switch platform who rely on legit sales of games for their livelihood to keep bringing quality content to gamers. A Nintendo representative told Eurogamer about the high court ruling. In November 2018, Nintendo reached a $12 million settlement with two ROM sites, loveroms.com and loveretro.co. It previously sued over similar allegations. Nintendo uh, is also known to send, case, send out cease and desist letters liter, uh, liberally. It issued a takedown notice for 562 fan games in 2016. The law, uh, this week's lawsuit appears to be in line with Nintendo's overall effort to curb piracy, its, piracy of its games and its platforms. And it gives you a link to the 19-page lawsuit. So... Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Nintendo wins. It's like $12.1 million from, and I don't know the outcome of this one, but this is, this is what Nintendo does. And to hear that Nintendo is basically fighting for the developers because it's getting the developers paid kind of puts a new spin on things. If you think about it, anything. Also. So if you're pirating the game and you're, you're pirating games from other, not just Nintendo. Well, Nintendo exclusive, we'll say Nintendo, it might be getting a cut of it, 
but the developers developing the game also need to be paid for their work that they put in. That's fine, but what would you say about games that in which are no longer in circulation? See, this is where we get the catch now, because Nintendo is putting out these older games as part of their eShop sales now, or remastering these games to keep the IP going. They're turning into that would be fine Disney. if they were actually you, that would be fine if they were actually doing that. But as we have seen from since the since the Wii U, that they they end up releasing games if at all. Yeah, but see, okay, so with Melee, they the only IP because of the Smash Brothers group, right? So Smash Brothers is still going with Smash Brothers Ultimate. You have so the IP is like constantly ongoing. Like with Nintendo with um not Nintendo. With the way Disney's doing things with their old movies, they're doing actions of like say Beauty and the Beast, they're kind of re-upping the copyright on those on their movies and stories and everything because eventually like it'll fall off obviously um so nintendo's being really good oh really technically speaking they already should have yeah but so with oh, like 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 ghost and goblins is coming out now like a remake of ghost and goblins um, or the emulators that they have on uh, Nintendo Online for Super, um, yeah, Super Nintendo and Nintendo now. That's still their property on that yeah. property because the only way to get those is to pay for the subscription. So it's Nintendo is protecting themselves from other people stealing their stuff. This doesn't seem odd to me because they've been doing it since 2013. Like, this is nothing new. Maybe in 2013, but there's already been a precedent set, and nobody fought back in 2013 for this stuff. So you kind of did it to yourselves, in all honesty. You did it to yourselves, because if somebody would have stood up to Nintendo back then, back when their company was crashing because of horrible Wii U sales, which is what I kind of think spawned the, the take of we need to protect our shit. And that's, that could be why they could have like inherently thought maybe as a, as board and shareholders that these emulators are literally undercut profits. So if Nintendo goes out and protects that, then they're making more money for their shareholders. So it's inherently, I think in their heads thinking that this internet ROM piracy thing is killing their business. My problem with that is this. When you have a situation with uh, when it comes to uh, ROMs, emulation, and the like, a lot of it's archival. People right. aren't doing this to ensure that, you know, older games go all over the place. This isn't some weird, you know, hidden agenda thing. A lot of people ended up ended up buying into Nintendo games. They bought them. They realized that nothing lasts forever. It's so much easier to just have a ROM copy of it. And they made backup copies of things. There were a bunch of different ways to do so in the early days when we had floppy disks. And you had a lot of people who had just fucking floppies full of NES and SNES games that they just held on to because they were never sure when the original hardware, original software was going to eventually rot away and die. Uh, When it comes to a lot of this stuff, 
I think what ended up happening is Nintendo realized this. These people are doing something illegal in the sense that it's basically the concept of this, the best best way to explain it. Taxi drivers have to buy registration and all these different to go through all these different bells and whistles to become taxi drivers. Uber drivers just have to sign into a fucking app. It's the same concept with emulation. Nintendo still has to go repay for a lot of the licensing for a lot of the second and third party games that they had across the NES and the SNES. And mm-hmm. none of these emulation sites have to do that. So it's to them, it's bullshit. Why are they losing? They lose money because people can just go and get these games for free. And they have to do all the legwork to ensure that, you know, the Nintendo online shop has access to all of this and they still have to pay money for it. So to, to them, this, this again, I don't care about emulation. And I, as far as emulation is concerned on the whole, it's a gray area scenario. I don't, I, I don't, conf- I cannot condone nor condemn people who do so. It's not worth it to me to get, to get into semantics about that shit because the emulation was there before Nintendo started putting their foot down. And I'm pretty sure it'll be there well after Nintendo stops paying attention. But in regards to this, this is a perspective thing. Yeah. I think it becomes a a Napster issue with like how the music industry was dealing with it. And now they're going to a streaming scenario where Nintendo is trying to kind of do the same thing with their, online library of old games slowly putting the stuff out again i mean it should be quicker in my opinion but they're slowly doing it but it becomes it becomes more like a streaming service like like a spotify or an apple music that to nintendo as opposed to paying separately for each game like you would for music i agree and in a lot of cases especially with the online service, they do have a decent cross-section of things. And who knows? We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and I think we have, what, one more Nintendo Direct before the end of the year? They might drop some more shit on us, and that's not even including the random times they just start dropping stuff across the board. They have to make money. Nintendo's still doing pretty well this year, as far as I can tell. Yeah, they're selling consoles left and right. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, what's the problem? I I think, but, but like I said, this is purely from a business perspective, from a consumer perspective, I wouldn't pay like for the virtual console. That's because the Wii U still has them. Why the fuck would you pay five bucks for a game that you can get for free on the internet? You create a scenario where it's a no, it's a no win situation for Nintendo. And especially when they just put out the fi- the um, that Fire Emblem uh, NES thing, yeah. for, they put that out for fucking six bucks. Why would anybody yep. ever play that when they can go and get it for free online? That's dumb for that's dumb for a consumer. It's bottlenecking the situation so that people don't go and do stuff. Torrenting, all that kind of shit's always going to be a problem. Nintendo probably realizes that no, they can't stop torrenting as a method of as a method of piracy. But they can still get the ROM sites that are using archival as a a smokescreen for a lot of illegal things that are happening in the background. Because on the whole, I think ROM sites do what do what is their intended. They're archival for people who probably already have the games and just want to have a digital version. If you look at it if you, as that pure aesthetic, there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the United States where emulation is perfectly fucking legal for that reason. But when you start to stretch out and realize 
that's not what people are doing that and no one really gives a shit on that nintendo's left with no choice in that regard to but to stamp down on it they yeah, can't stamp even, it out completely it's impossible yeah but even if they um even if, i think we lost lando is he coming back he that beeping sound was him i think having difficulty with his computer so i you know i don't know Oh damn! We'll have to we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Hey, hopefully, he pops back. Yeah. Anyway, so I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to mitigate their loss, basically. It's essentially what it is, and in a lot of cases, it may seem like pennies on the dollar to your outside observer, but think about it from Nintendo's perspective. Uh, someone goes and buy, buys a ROM, uses an emulator on a game that Nintendo is projecting to put out on either the eShop or put in as a feature for uh, Nintendo uh, Online. Yeah. That's, that you're, that's, that's that what, what is it? Fucking $4.99 a month for Nintendo Online? That's lost revenue for them versus the free that anybody else ha- has to pay to get access to that shit. And it's their and it's their intellectual property. Even if it's third party, they still have a licensing on it. That's that they have no choice. They have to play. But like I said, I'm not giving them an. I'm not giving them the the W on this one because it's so fucking gray. I'm just saying this from a purely business perspective. There is really no recourse for Nintendo to leave emulation up when they could be making the money on their on something that they made themselves. Right. So I mean, we talked about all the way up to 2019. And then in 2020, they did the cease and desist of the big house. They stopped the Splatoon stream in the finals. They cease and desisted the Etika Joy-Cons for being sold. And now they're starting to strike YouTubers over music again. The free Melee thing has like caused a fury of Nintendo takedowns. And it's like, they fucked up. They fucked up, and I think they need to apologize. Not Nintendo in this situation. Because you make friends with Nintendo, they leave you alone. And they're proving that with with back-to-back fire, like, week after week after week after... Sometimes back-to-back days of shit that they've done just here in 2020. So, yeah, huh? I mean, literally the free Melee thing has fucked everything. And you're not going to tell people... How many how many Switch consoles have sold in like the last since I'm a, a, a overall sales Nintendo Switch? There has to be a number on this, right? They've Probably now sold. They've now sold this. This is since November of 2020. They've now sold 26.4.04 million copies overall. Yep. Wait, wait, wait. That just might be a game. Hold on. Yeah, you might want to look for hardware sales. That might be where you're at. I don't even know what the uh, fuck you're talking about as far as the game's concerned now. Now I'm intrigued. I am too. <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Huh? Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. 20... It's Animal Crossing. That makes sense. 
Another game that should have fucking, fucking won during the game awards, but we're not going to talk about that anymore. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's look at hardware sales. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to rabbit hole yourself, and then this whole thing's going to derail. Stay on focus. Yeah, I need to. I need to. IR switch 68.3 million. Is this right? Switch hardware sales. This is as of. When is this article from? Why don't you date your stuff, you stupid? This is from Nintendo Life. Um, Nintendo Life, you suck at your fucking job. Anyway, it doesn't say, but whenever this article... Oh, wait, wait. November 5th. Okay, so... Uh-oh, is he back? Is he back? Oh, no, he's gone. <laughs> anyway, so so from November 5th, Switch hardware sales reached 68.3 million. Now Nintendo's second best selling home console ever. Yep. So 68.3 million sales of the Nintendo Switch as opposed to the Wii's 163 million. Their software sales 456.49 million as opposed to their 921.85 million to the Wii. So this is on track to being their highest selling console ever. And you fuckers are going around fucking everything up. <laughs> well, yeah, I because just, even, Verlisify, even Verlisify said it. He said, you pushed, you're pushing on a company that only till recently was starting to ease up on the community as a whole and a lot of things. They got rid of the partner program. They made things easier for streamers and they did a whole bunch of things, things that they probably didn't have to do regardless, just because other companies are doing a lot of this shit and you want to hold them up as trendsetters in a lot of those regards doesn't mean that every fucking company needs to follow suit. And Nintendo is a company that's been around for 130 fucking years. I'm sorry. They're going to do what they think is correct because they're as a company relatively steeped in tradition and they've been this they've been alive this fucking long. Clearly, they're doing something right. Is it shitty to the to the overall community as a whole? If you look at it from the community standpoint, obviously, it's going to be something that pisses them off. Because they've had free reign to do a bunch of shit for a very long time. And Nintendo wasn't in a position to fucking start snapping back at them for doing so. Nintendo is now in a more actionable position and can now bring the hammer down on a bunch of different groups that have been going around and fucking with their IP. Do I care if the Smash community, if the Melee community uses Dolphin and uses his fucking Slippy? No, I don't give a shit. Do I care that they're making it a, trying to make money off of it and trying to make a tournament that they want Nintendo to recognize and uh, approve of even as they're using emulation to do so no because it doesn't that doesn't benefit nintendo in any meaningful way you literally it, said at the end of one of their seems to be in the middle i dude i love watching the guy i think he's an all right dude i don't understand why everybody hates him but the shit he's been saying lately and the shit he's been doing just kind of blows my mind like he, he literally after his last tournament he won he literally said, I want Nintendo to give us more. 
how are they going to support you if you're stealing their games from them? Right. Nintendo has or, Nintendo has no want to be part of that. You're asking a tradition-based company with a family values core to try and do something that's neither of those two things, and you act fucking shocked when they go and say, "We're not allowing you to do this anymore because it's our it's our property, and we have the right to ensure that our property stays pure and true to our core business value." Right. And you get pissed off because you think what you're doing is right in the context of Nintendo as a company, and it will never be right for them. You have to convince them it's right. You do that by going back to them and fucking standing up and nutting up to them and saying, no, this is what we're doing. We are demonstrate to them. If you want to make a company listen to you, you demonstrate to them how you are not costing them money with the things that you do and that you're bringing them income and possible revenue for get for other games. They probably, especially with Big House, I don't think they ever went out of their way to try and make this easier for Nintendo to, to digest. They've just went and said, you need to do this because we're your community and that's it. I'm like, you, did you just fucking try and muscle out a company that has that's a, a, a Japanese traditional company that has has dark that has connections to the underworld that seems like a dumb idea i mean i mean you're not going to have any kind of you know mafia godfather scenario happening but you certainly don't have any actionable you're certainly not in a uh an advantageous point by saying you should do this because we are the reason why you're profitable they said when they went downhill with the wii u that they could go and stop making profit for five fucking years and still be operational what do you think you're gonna do? You know, right? You know what the you know what the community that community should do to get people back to get Nintendo's favor back. How about this? How about you push Ultimate? How about you force Nintendo to back Ultimate? And then when you get close enough to them, you're like, "Hey, can we have back Melee?" And they put out a new Melee game with maybe updated not graphics but like updated like software and they give you the net code for the game and they give you the stuff that you want so you can be able to play it because nintendo will do that nintendo gave online play to games that didn't have online play before on their like nintendo online stuff so push their new ip push their new ip right that's what this is the problem with a lot of these fucking groups they don't think in terms of business. They think in terms of fandoms. And that's not a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with organizations that are fan-based and do fan things. But if you don't have anybody in your group who has even a modicum of business acumen to tell you and advise you basically what you need to do, you need to meet these fucking companies in the middle, especially when you're TOs or you're fucking event organizers. Why the fuck are you pissing in nintendo's eye and then getting angry when they fucking backhand you for it that's so goddamn stupid but into the problem ends up being is the emulation community as a whole and the modding community as a whole has been given carte blanche because a lot of these other companies are were allowing them to mod because they were putting out subpar games and the modding community had to fucking go and pick up the goddamn pieces so when you have fucking groups like the, the Melee group who go and say, oh, well, we'll make your game better by giving it netcode, Nintendo's like, well, we made the game just fine. The game functions perfectly fine. Why are you modifying it? 
oh, well, we can't play it online. It was never an online game. Right, but we made it online. We don't understand why you need to do that. The game is fucking multiple is fucking a decade plus old. Why are you doing that? Oh, well, we like the game. Well, good for you. Then play it at home. You're just you're not understanding the 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 un, the, the the underlying mentality of this company. And when they start responding to you, you get really pissed off because every other it's basically like kids when they go to their uncle's house or their aunt's house and they fucking jack them up on candy and let them stay up till 12 at night. And then they come home and their parents are like, we have to go to bed at nine and you have to eat regular food. That's literally the concept. Nintendo's doing their thing. Nintendo's doing what they need to do. Right. It's literally gotten so bad that on Twitter that when people mention that they're in their full right to do it, people are acting like this is like an act of slavery. Like, that's the type of shit that they're comparing it to. Well, they're taking away our rights. No, they're not. You have no rights to their IP. None. They owe you nothing. You are not entitled to a damn fucking thing from that company. That company is there to do one thing. And Reggie said it best, games for everyone. You don't like the fucking games that they put out? You don't like, you don't like that they're not supporting their old games? That's on you. Move on to the next shit. They owe you fucking nothing nothing and if you're and if you're gonna play and mod their shit stop doing it in a public forum and stop asking nintendo for their fucking blessing because they're not gonna fucking give it to you right and again this is this is on base if you went and you did the legwork and you actually met connected with these groups i don't i don't know how easy it is to connect with nintendo as a whole, but as far as I know, Nintendo of America is pretty fucking accessible because a lot of influencers on YouTube have ins with people on the ground level of Nintendo and in and up. So I what the fuck the problem is, is with regards to that, where they can't just make these connections and actually follow through and do things in the correct fucking manner. Why does it have to be this goddamn trial? Well, dude, they fucking okay. Nintendo, when Smash Ultimate came out, Nintendo invited the top-level players to play their game in an invitational tournament to show off the game. Nintendo reached out to these people that are shitting on Nintendo right now. Do you think they want to do that again for you? Fuck no. I wouldn't waste my fucking time. It was basically, hey, we built the game. It's more like Melee now. Do you like it? Yeah, it's great. What? Good. Good. We still want melee. What? Give us melee. Like you, uh, they had. Give us melee, you son of a bitch. Okay, calm the fuck down, or I will shut your shit down. Like, look, they had their in when Nintendo invited them to come, and now they're shitting on the company. And obviously, the whole reason Nintendo them was to push the new fucking game you jump on that train with nintendo nintendo will do stuff for you that's how it works you are helping them their help they will help you that's just that's just good business in my opinion and if nintendo doesn't help you then you've already moved on to the next thing and you're still you're still benefiting from everything that you've ever done like you were a professional player of smash Bros. right you play a fucking video game they invited you to play their new video game. They gave you some support. You ride that train out now. What changes in your life? The game. That's it. That's all that changes. Your life does not change just because you moved on to Ultimate. 
And I and I 100% agree that you you are absolutely right in that regard. And that's really where the problem is. The problem for me is the crossover for a lot of these players ends up being uh, all these other companies who basically said, yeah, sure, mod our games, do whatever you want. Sega, carte blanche, take our pro- our properties, run screaming into the hills with it, make all this stuff with it. And like they they go all over the place and they're like, oh, well, you know, they let us make Mo- Macho Man Dragons and Skyrim and, you know, We've they've modded the fucking Vampire Bloodlines game till it's not even the same fucking game anymore. And we've done mods for all these different games. And then you go to Nintendo and it's like, well, we want to mod this. Why? We, we, we I think we did a good job on our face. Um, well, we can make it better. Well, you don't make it, need to make it better. But what and you then said, they get all I mean, weird. And it's it's like fucking it's culture shock. They don't understand that that's that, that that's not what Nintendo is about. But what you said right there was that about the respect. But what you said at the beginning there was Sega let them do it. Skyrim let them do it. Um, whoever, the fucking Vampire Bloodlines people, let them do it. They got the okay from the companies to do it. Nintendo never said yes. You just did it assuming. Right. They have this expectation that Nintendo should say yes like everyone else. I'm like, nobody said that Nintendo has to say yes to anything. Unless it's to you, you, you know, plugging their game, their new IPs, they don't owe you anything in that regard. Now, is right. it cool that you do modifications and that you, you know, you made Smash 4 really cool and all that? Sure. And if you want to spread that information around to, to the fandom and be all excited about it, that's also really cool. But don't expect to put that in front of Nintendo in a public way and Nintendo not to respond by going, uh, here's your cease and desist. Have a nice day. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They, end of this. End of the day, they owe you diddly dick, and the things that they're giving you are what they're giving you. There has been literally nothing stopping you from walking away from them as a company if you are unhappy with what they are providing you. But you keep having these situations, like like you were saying, Jay, where people are putting out hype videos for fucking new characters for Smash, for new games, for new IPs and shit. And this is the talking out both sides of your face scenario. That fucking frustrates everyone and myself and you and everybody in this podcast that I imagine included, where it's just like, you just said you don't like them. Oh, well, they're doing this. Look, I'm okay with you be, with people being critical of a, of a company. You should. You should be able to like them and still hold them to a, to a standard. I don't recommend you holding Nintendo to the same standard as Bethesda and fucking EA and fucking uh, and Sony and microsoft because you're gonna come out really fucking awkward at this point because you're dealing with a company who's been around longer than all of them yep yep they don't all have put to together do anything to you they made their bones eons ago as a company right and even and- if you want to say oh well nintendo was only in the united states in 1980 okay then as a gaming company, they still have more experience on their, on their fucking pinky finger than any of the fucking companies to come before them, save Atari and maybe Magnavox. And Magnavox doesn't make fucking video games anymore. There's a reason so the Nintendo... Atari, the Atari they know doesn't exist anymore either. It's... A, exactly. It's, a, it's only there by legacy name, but nothing more. The original Atari has been dead since 85. I mean, no, right. no, it's been, oh no, it's been dead since 85. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. So the, go ahead. There's a reason Nintendo doesn't follow the same trend PlayStation and Microsoft does. There's a reason why people say Nintendo does not compete with anybody. Nintendo competes against itself because Nintendo has been doing it longer and has been successful at it. Even with the failure of the Wii U, they've bounced back with the Nintendo Switch. Like they've adapted, they've they've competed against themselves and told everyone else, we don't care what you do. We're doing our own thing and are still successful at it. Think about that. They literally do not care what what graphics PlayStation is putting out, the power of that system. They care about their product. They care that they put out something that everyone can enjoy and they care about doing it the right way. And honestly, that's all they ever needed to give a fuck about. And that's really for me where 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 this where this uh, distortion comes. Nobody really understands that that that's the end goal for them. There's no they're they they understand what all companies should understand. If a fandom springs up from something that they created, it's good for them for it as a business. But when it comes down to cultivating it or upkeeping it. That's really on the fucking players. That's on the fandoms. They can occasionally give support through, you know, posters and download codes and DLC and a bunch of stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they don't, they're not compelled to do that kind of stuff. And when these, these people give them free advertisement and give them free PR, and then they're all happy and excited about it. And there's a fandom and then they go and get pissed off when Nintendo goes, well, why are you doing this, though? You need to stop this. We can't allow you to do that. It's just like, OK, so then just put it off to the side or or ignore it. You you got to think even partially, you have to think in terms of the way a business thinks. It sounds really heartless and it kind of is a sterile, heartless thing to think of. But that's how you do it. If you want empathy from a company, you need to appeal to their sensibilities. How is this profitable for us? How are you making us money or preventing us from losing money? Data mining a Pokemon game ain't making you any fucking money. Let's just put it that way. Let's for a second compare the Pokemon franchise to the Smash franchise. Nintendo has given so much support to Pokemon that they've gone as far as to give us a digital copy of the original red, blue, and yellow, and then allow us to move all of those into the newest game. Did anybody ask for that? Yeah, we've kind of been saying, it'd be great if I could move this into this. And they've all along the way given us ways to transport our Pokemon into the newest games. And what did they develop? They developed Pokemon Home, which no one thought they were going to develop. Like, no one knew they were developing. Everyone got psyched about it. They show support to the communities that continue to play their franchises and move on to their franchises and don't go back. And people aren't modding Pokemon games. They're going back and replaying the Pokemon games on the consoles that they've had. Like, I can still play my Fire. Uh, Yeah, they are. There's an entire community of Pokemon ROM hacks and mods. And 
heck, one of the channels right now that is extremely critical of Pokemon Sword and Shield called Distant Kingdom actually plays Pokemon Sword and Shield completely modded. Uh, well, then, may, may not, good luck I'm, to I'm him. Not, I'm, <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying, dude, it, it, like that particular case, they're having their cake and eat it too. But what I'm saying is that Nintendo full on supports their Pokemon community. Like they do, they throw the world turn. I mean, it's the Pokemon company, but that's owned by like Nintendo. Yes, they do. And here was the thing. Uh, that wouldn't have done most people at this point agree that at least when it comes to sword and shield that sh the expansions and the returning of the majority of the pokedex for example wouldn't have happened had there not been such a serious backlash coming from the initial announcement from the N nintendo treehouse event because everybody was expecting for the entire pokedex to return like normal and then only for them to go out and say that less than a third of it was coming back was absolutely unacceptable when they were charging a higher price and there were less features that they were that they were uh, going to have. And Pokemon Home, as far as they had known, wasn't even going to be available until months after the game was released. That would... This is what I'm, but I see. I don't think that's right. I think Nintendo knew what they were doing. They wanted to sell the expansion passes. I think they knew ahead of time what they were doing, and they knew that that backlash was going to come. But then knew that releasing the rest of the Pokedex, or well, not really the rest of the Pokedex, but releasing more characters in the expansion passes was the way that they were going to do it. I don't think they they changed anything with the expansion passes because people gave them backlash about how many Pokemon were in the game or what features were there. I don't think, I think Nintendo knew exactly what they were doing with that game. I mean, it makes well, sense. let's, let's agree to disagree. Cause I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, it just, it makes sense to me. I think to slowly release the Pokedex and they needed enough content for people to spend an extra $30 was it thirty or forty dollars? You know what would have gotten people to spend more? Introduce brand new Pokemon, an entire region decks full of new Pokemon with new no with uh with more with even more content. That would have gotten them to spend. I would have wanted the I would have paid the extra thirty dollars for sure if alongside with the brand new Galar Pokemon being introduced, that we got an extra, say, 40, 50 new Pokemon. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but why do that when we already have 700 of them? <laughs> you see, that, that's why that's what makes me th that's just that's just my tinfoil hat theory, apparently. But the thing about Pokemon is, though, is that the Pokemon themselves are the bread and butter of the entire series. True. Whether you like it or not, they are the op. They are what makes the games as customizable as they want, as you want. Literally, literally, they are your options. So it only may improves the game more to have an increased set of options. See, I think 
people. This is where this is where I think because I think they were trying to get more people into the competitive scene, and they were trying to spread out what was in the meta for competitive play reasons. I think that's what they were. I think that's the goal that they were trying to to come up with. And the basically the I comparison I'm trying to. I think I think I'm more on line with what Drew, what Drew would say, because I believe since uh, if, if that part is true about the competitive scene sort of thing, the fact that the competitive scene prior to Gen 8 was so filled with hacking and cheating and whatnot that the simplest way to do it was to limit the Pokedex. So it would be easier to keep track on the hacking, at the very least filter out as much of it as possible. The the problem with the hacking is though is that people are making Pokemon and there's no way to tell. That's the problem. They're yeah. not just they're no, not I... just hacking. They're not just hacking and making it different. They're hacking and using something that you could get. They're just giving you legit stuff. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And oh, I will. Yeah. I that's the one part that I will agree with you with. I don't like the I don't like the uh, the overflow of hacking either. Yeah, but. The, the comparison I'm trying to make with the Pokemon and Smash is you don't have the top-level Pokemon people or the top-level Pokemon content creators shitting on Nintendo for old games like the Smash community is. Maybe not, no. But that's because at this point, everybody can go back and play those games however they want, and we don't necessarily ever have to worry about things like playing online with the old school games well however here's the other thing but what the pokemon community still does is that they still do they still do mod the old school games they still make new content out of the old games and they still complain about things that they don't get such as the gen 4 remakes that people won't shut up about since generation 7 Hell, people but were enraged when Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee was announced because everybody was expecting a Generation 4 remake. Mm, I did not And they like didn't Let's get Go. it. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of it either. I was only... The, that was only from playing it. I was excited when, I, when it was first announced because the one thing I wanted was indeed a Gen 1 remake. I was one of those filthy bastards that was happy when the games were announced while that everybody else was That was literally Pokemon Go. And... Anyway. Yes, uh... I get that. I, I get that. But I mean, like, before the games were released. I'm talking about when they were oh, first yeah. announced. Yeah, but what you don't have you is you don't that. have an what you don't have right now is an old competitive scene. You don't have a Pokemon XY Platinum Alpha Sapphire competitive scene where Smash Brothers is still playing competitive melee. You see what I'm saying? No, 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 the no, Pokemon, no, no, no. The Pokemon that's, community. No, that's actually that's actually not true. They still exist. They just don't do it globally. They don't do it. They don't do it as official tournaments like they do with melee. That's the only difference. But they, but those formats still exist, and people still compete in those formats. They just don't do world. Just don't do world tournaments on them. 
Uh, I'm just telling still, you. Dude. That's still my point, though. <laughs> you still saying the so same thing I'm saying. Point. You're just yeah. <laughs> no, no. You're trying to go as far as that. that you're trying to compare the that there are major differences. There really aren't. Differences if, are very minor. Nobody's profiting off of old old Pokemon tournaments. They can't be. There's no way. You don't. You don't. You don't have this. You don't have the scale that that melee does. You don't have like a world like a worldwide tournament. That's I don't know. You don't have people flying across the world to play fucking X Y. Kind of wish. I like X and Y. It's it, out of out of all and the even generations. If, even if I think Gen Six is like my second favorite. Oh, okay. And even if they are doing these turns, they're not trying to get Nintendo involved, and they're not making big oh, deals out of that. them. And they're okay. So that it, that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> if Melee does the same thing and never try make it public that these tournaments are going on, then Nintendo doesn't get involved. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the most of the the online stuff that's happening is either on poke, um, the showdown stuff or with the rules from showdown and that competitive scene is completely different than the actual VGC, you know, promoted by Nintendo and promoted by and, and supported by Nintendo is what I'm saying. It's most of most people move into the next generation complaining about, yes, the options, but the competitive play moving in to still be competitive in the new games where a lot of these guys aren't doing that. Well, in my opinion. And I think that's where you have that disconnect with, with that's where the disconnect lies in the, in the professional uh, or in the competitive scenes for any of their IPs. There's always an assumption by, by companies that people are just going to keep jumping onto the new IPs and that the old ones, they can start retracting the support for them. They might do a tournament here and there, at least in the in the interim, but eventually they have to pull their support for it because they can't just keep, you know, sitting on older IPs in that regard unless they're going to re-release them in the future. But the problem with that is, is there's a there, there's a buffer of time they have to make before doing that kind of re-release. It's kind of stupid to constantly keep re-releasing old games because then you're not allowed to do any kind of real innovating. Because that's all people fucking care about is the older IP IPs, and you're wasting resources that you could be using to perfect uh, either the game structure or the code or the graphics, yeah, or the even re- the roster in some cases. The remakes of Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby they they made fundamental gameplay changes on top of the region. Yep. So and even, I mean, and made it a more in-depth experience too. Right. I mean, Sun and Moon, I think, was the first. Well, since XY, was Sun and Moon was the first full-blown new region, a whole fucking new Pokedex. Well, for the most part, they still had some retreads. But you're you, this is the first real generation game onto the Switch, and I think the next generation Pokemon. We'll have everything that we want, plus new fundamental gameplay, 
may and maybe add some features in like I, I, I they're not done with it but obviously people are moving into the new stuff and that's what i'm trying to say with smash is smash needs to move into the new stuff get the new get the support for the new stuff get what you're asking for from there and maybe it leaks back into melee maybe you get a melee they reproduce melee instead of like having ultimate or like, you know what i'm saying like maybe they give you back melee but don't expect them to just come and give it to you after you've been stealing from them that, that's literally the whole oh, point i'm trying to make <laughs> but that's just but that's that that's a big maybe right there they're not fault they're not going yeah. with maybe but that's what i'm they're saying not going with but maybe like, they want the definite but you have nintendo doing things like bringing back Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, people were asking for it because the, pe- yes. the community was supporting Pokemon. Now they're asking for Gen 4 remakes and they haven't gotten that yet. But maybe they eventually they will. It's all for three years. Okay, maybe they eventually will. This is the first generation on the Switch. First generation game, we're not counting Let's Go because Let's Go is not, in my opinion, a Pokemon game. You don't want to count it, but other <laughs> fans do. The majority do, but it gave but it gave 3D life to Nintendo to the to the Pokemon, which I enjoyed the 3D part of it, which made for the 3D part for Sword and Shield, which will progress on the Switch now. Like you have to give you have to give them something with moving from a 3DS system into a full blown console. Everybody was asking for a console Pokemon game, and we got it now. Would at the very least, if they um, if they even just gave the the let's say the Kanto Pokedex and add that into Sword and Shield, but they didn't even add most. Of, they didn't even add some of them to it. They didn't even add the whole Kanto Pokedex. No. And most of the it models is. are just ripped from the 3ds. You you got a console Pokemon game. You, you you gotta give them some slack here, right? and then and then you the, have the slack was given back. when they get when the slack was given when Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee were released. That was the slack. No, see, but I Let's Go Eevee, Pikachu and Eevee. I think was trying to get new people into Pokemon. It really wasn't. It was just lip service to the actual. That was fans. Pokemon Go, was- not Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. That was Pokemon Go. But you're transferring from mobile into a console. Nintendo doesn't want to keep paying Niantic for Pokemon. Why not bring them to the console by giving them something they kind of already know with a system similar to Pokemon Go in a Pokemon game and re-release the Kanto region? I don't know. It's... (sighs) Pokemon does have its downfall, but what I'm saying is the more the community supports it, eventually we get what we want. We're getting back Pokemon Snap next year. We're, you know, they're okay. doing stuff. Okay. see what, what Pokemon Snap did? You see what Pokemon Snap did with its environmental design it's, and its design to the actual Pokemon themselves? That's what they were, that's what fans were hoping for Sword and Shield. I wasn't. <laughs> I was. 
I, I, <laughs> so were plenty of people. So were plenty they, of fans because they, they were expecting a Pokemon player. game that was more lifelike than the 3DS counterparts. Because not including the expansions, because the expansions are DLC. They were hope fans were hoping for a Pokemon game that seemed to, at the very least, push the hardware to the limit. We've seen that with we've seen it with games like Breath of the Wild so far, where the at the very least the environmental design and the enemy design, at the very least, they were more complicated. They were they were they were more complex and it was well appreciated. But it just seemed but Pokemon Sword and Shield by comparison is very lifeless. Now the Isle of Armor didn't improve anything, in my personal opinion. The Crown Tundra has shown potential. But the fans are tired of seeing potential. They want to see that potential be met. I've already stated my stance on that. I'm not saying it again. <laughs> That's fair, That's dude. fine. I'm just telling you what the fans already... W- the fans have been craving for a long time now. That's all I'm telling you. You can, you can have your opinion. That's perfectly fine. But you are... You, your opinion is very different than that of most fans. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, before this turns into a full-blown battle, I think we can shift shift if you want. <laughs> we got nothing to shift into. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad at this point, but I'll take it. I mean, the only thing we have to shift into is movie shit. And, uh, so I really want to you talk about cancel culture. I, I don't want cancel (laughs) (laughs) even though we just canceled five head over here um so thanks for listening we did get a little political you can find us on uh, obviously facebook we share the links twitter angry wargamer for me um you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts Go give us a rating of a one. I don't give a fuck. Whatever it is, it is. <laughs> you think fuck. Uh, we are at what? Episode 15 now. 15 episodes in. And probably either next week. We should probably do the end of year next week. Kind of sum up everything that we've been doing. So uh, stay in touch with us on all the platforms, whatever. And then... Um, Go ahead, Drew. Give them your Twitter and your Instagram, and then we'll move on. <laughs> well, before we do that, if we're going to do our end of year, I want to try and reach out to uh, people who are at our at our last end of year. I want to see if Charles and Phil will be a part of it, just to kind of add just to kind of add to it and add a little bit of uh, mystique to the whole process. Because I mean, if it's going to be our last one of the year, I want to at least make it. A little bit bigger than just the three of us. Not that I have a problem with it either way, but I'm going to see yeah, if I can at least tag him for it. Sure. Anyway, anywho. Well, I just um, we got two weeks before Christmas, I think, right? That's just about. Yeah. So if we don't do it next week, then we're not doing it. Because 
Christmas falls on a weekend and then New Year's. So we should probably do it next week. Agreed. So anyway, my uh, my Twitter is Punk Toast. My Instagram is also Punk Toast. Um, I do not have a uh, Facebook account that is professional. I am though I am an admin for the uh, the Angry War Gamer page on Facebook, uh, and those are my credentials. So I'll pass it on to Lando. You can find me. My name is Harima at Ragnarok Knight on Twitter. And I do not have a professional Facebook either. Yeah, we could probably stop mentioning the Facebook. <laughs> just, just mention your Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure. We might as well, just to keep everybody in one place, because podcast on Facebook keeps us all in the loop there. And then, um, yeah, and then just our Twitter handles. But yeah, so... End of near end of year next week. Um, if we can get everybody, if not, we kind of have to do it next week. So yeah, stay tuned. Give us reviews. Tell your friends. Share it around. Um, we definitely got some big things coming. New equipment coming in, and um, some other podcasts that want to work with us, and some other guests that kind of want to jump in. But uh, nothing's solid yet, so I don't want to spoil anything. Or give anybody hopes up. But yeah, stay tuned. We've chugged along, along since October. We're pushing and pushing and just getting better and better. So yeah, stay sexy. Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. Yes, I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> All right. Stay sexy and go fuck yourself.